0: there and welcome to I'm crazy but you can't lock me up podcast with your host Lindy Eldridge I am thrilled and excited to be able to bring to you an array of guests that are going to be able to take you to the life that you want let's go ahead and get started hello there everybody and on today's episode i have a gentleman who i got introduced to just a few weeks ago when i found out that he was he used to be he, he no longer does this but he was also a prosecuting attorney i was very interested in speaking with him because i want to know about the mindset of prosecuting attorneys however he has now he you've retired now right joe
1: yes i am retired and i was a prosecutor but then i spent 23 years as a defense lawyer so i've been oh. on both sides of the fence
0: wow wow so yeah. we've been in for a very interesting 25 minutes with this gentleman because now he is dynamic he is an author and what he does is he is a solutionist and he entertains you while he helps you become everything and more. So when it comes to our workforce, whether it be corporate America, whether it be associations, this gentleman knows how to empower us to get off the couch and become who we say we want to be. So without further ado, help me welcome Mr. Joe Cursello from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Hello, Joe.
1: Good morning. How are you this morning? How's everybody out there? I know I can't hear you through your car radios and your iPods and your ear pods, but yell hello right now. Tell me you're awake. Hello. We are we awake. go. There we
0: go. There <laughs> we go. Joe, I am so honored and blessed to number one have met you and I want you to share with our audience because this show is really all about you and what is it that you do for people because people are lost today and every day We wake up and there's something else in the news that is distracting us from believing we could be who we want to be.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, the funny part is I I got here in a weird way. So I'll I'll tell you, I was a criminal trial lawyer, prosecutor, defense lawyer. My job was to walk into a room, look at 12 people who didn't want to be there, didn't know why they were there, didn't know what they were supposed to do, didn't know what was going to happen. And my job was to make them feel comfortable and eventually do what I was asking them to do. So what I learned to do was find a way to unite them and bring them together. And what I have done now is I take that message or that training that I did for all those years. And as I say, I bring it from the courtroom to the boardroom. I bring it from the courtroom into your lives because I just want people to find their comfort zone and understand and do what they have to do. And I I love walking people through the process of getting them excited about themselves, because frankly, I have lived my life on my terms. I have never regretted my decisions. Even when something bad has happened to me, I basically said, I deserve that. Let's keep going.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have goosebumps when you said that. You're a very now, I, And by the way, that
1: that that includes flipping over a uh, caterpillar tractor once just because I wanted to know how to drive it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm not sure my family agrees with me when I bounce back, but I got up and went, wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so as you could tell, ladies and gentlemen that are listening to this podcast right now, you're in for a very informative, fun, energetic solution uh, to what you want to become. And I'm just excited to hear more from Joe. So Joe, take it away, share with us your magic because you are, you're, you're amazing. Thank you.
1: Well, you know, I, I think it, one of the things I want to say, the number one thing that keeps people from being who they are and being able to break out of the mold is fear. It, mm. it's, it's the unknown. I always say that if you look into the abyss of the unknown, great things wait for you. Mm. If you're willing to move through your fear. You will be amazing. If we look at the last year and a half, everybody had fear. And I joke about it because the other night I'm standing on stage and I'm speaking to an audience and I showed a video, uh, uh, a photo of a woman wearing a gas mask and a hazmat suit making a sandwich and the caption read, honey, I'm going to the grocery store. Do you need anything? Mm. And everybody laughed. And I looked at them and said, would you have laughed at that photo a year ago? No, because a year ago, everybody was living under great fear. We still have fear. It's a healthy fear. But we have learned to deal with our fears. We've learned to manage them and work through it. And if we apply those lessons to our own lives, we will learn to get through it. And what I love working with people is how do you get past fear and getting them into that process.
0: Well, let's and go ahead and my, give them some of those magical tips that you sure. shared from stage.
1: Go Absolutely. for it. Absolutely. I will tell you my, my lesson was learned by me when I was in law school. I needed a job during one of my summers and law clerks weren't making enough money. So I called up an old engineering firm that I had worked for and I said, Don, I'm looking for work. And Don said to me, Joe, the only thing I have this year is high steel and you're scared of heights. So I don't have work for you. And I immediately responded, Don, I'm more scared of poverty than I am of dying. Mm. And he said, Are you serious? And I said, I'll learn to walk steel. I want the money. And he laughed at me and gave me the job. And that lesson is one I've carried through my whole life. Because what I always tell people is, You either have what you have now or you have what you're going to want to have, what you're dreaming of and what you're looking for, and you've constantly got to balance the two. So for me, it wasn't that I ignored the fact that I could fall from high steel and die. It was the fact that I was willing to learn how to do it. And I was willing to take the risk to learn because I wanted to make money that summer. So my whole life, it's always a balancing test if I want this bad enough, what am I willing to risk? And let's be honest, most of the time, and I understand there's situations like currently where our health and things like that are at risk. But a lot of times our fears are a fear of being shamed, a fear of being embarrassed, a fear of failing. Get past it, move past it because something you want has to be bigger than that. And that's what I drive people. So my first step is, Balance your fear against what you really want. And in my case, I ended up walking on steel beams, six inches wide, 46 stories in the air. Um, I know my mother didn't sleep that whole summer, but I made money, I was happy, and I learned to overcome my fears. Um, The way I did that, once I made the decision, I met a guy named Charlie who taught me how to walk steel. He taught me that it was all in my head um, and I mean, it was amazing because he had me on beams walking 200 feet above the Chesapeake Bay in, at nighttime. Wow. And once I learned and I realized I could do that, I'm sorry, a six inch beam over the Chesapeake at 200 feet, 12 inch beam at 46 stories. It's easy. You start to learn to work. Um, so the first thing I tell people is balance your fear against what you really want. Find yourself a mentor. Find someone that's going to help you get there. Talk you through it because somebody's always been where you're going to go. They can guide you. And the third thing you want to do is make sure you're prepared to take it one day at a time. I walked 46 stories in the air, but that wasn't day one. I started on floor one, 10 feet up. Mm. I then moved every floor with the building until we got to the 46th floor. And by then it became second nature. And I've used that model throughout my entire career for anything that made me scared. I realized take a bite at a time, have a mentor at my side and always know where I'm going.
0: Oh, I love that. And you know, Joe, what I'm seeing in today's world, because some people, they don't want to go back to what they were doing or they can't because their companies have closed down or what have you. But don't you see that there's a world of opportunity now because employers are looking for employees and they're willing to train.
1: Absolutely. See that? Oh, I see that every day. And he, it's not, they're looking for employees, but here's an interesting thing that I think has happened. The employers that are looking for employees have realized that the old rules don't apply anymore. Mm. And it's not just about paying them more. They are actually realizing they have to appreciate the people that come in more than they did in the past. Uh, I was in an event a month ago in Phoenix, Arizona, and the I woke up and went down. I got a cup of Starbucks coffee, and this young lady served it to me. Uh, later in the day, I went to go get a sandwich, and she served me lunch. Uh, later in the day, I wanted to go grab a sandwich, and she's serving me dinner. And then at about 1130 at night, I looked at her and said, I'm going to order a cocktail, but before I do, you've Been here since I woke up this morning. And she said, I was depressed not working during the pandemic. And the minute they offered me the job, I went back to work full time. And her boss stood behind her and looked at me and said, She is my ideal employee and I appreciate every moment she's here. And I looked and went, I've traveled a lot and I've never had a manager of a hotel that openly praised somebody. But it was because the perfect combination of her desire to go out and work and his desire to make sure she was happy working people are starting to realize and and by the way when i wrote i wrote a book called getting to us discover the ability to lead your team to any result you desire and in that book i talk about the power of a unifying vision well if we look at this pandemic it brought everybody together. Initially, I mean, yes, there was division when all the weird stuff happened, but initially it brought us all together to say, we got to learn how to handle this. Well, there's been fallout from that. And the fallout is businesses are realizing they have to unify their people because if they don't, they're going to go somewhere else. Um, you've got to be able to realize that your people are scared, they're afraid to come back. Walk them through the process. If you're an individual going into work, you got to realize your boss is scared as well. So everybody's got this management we've got to do to say, we're going to get through this together. And that's what's happening. So I think it's kind of exciting um, to watch.
0: Yeah, I do too. I see a lot of people being able to rebirth their lives to where they want it. And, and I love what you said about the employers showing more appreciation, And I know for a fact, because I've already felt your energy. I've watched some of your YouTubes. When you get on stage, you are sharing people that change is power. And it doesn't matter where you are, what level you are. We all have the same ability to shine brighter than we did yesterday. I really think that the COVID was in many ways, a blessing because it allowed people to step into their own. There are some people that have used it as a crutch. We're not talking to that audience. If they want to stay where they are, we're talking to the audience that wants a new beginning. And today's world, we have
1: all of that. Absolutely. And you know, the cool part about, as you say, it's a blessing. That word's a little big for me. I'm still a little disturbed by the whole pandemic. So I'm not sure i say it's a blessing, but it's definitely not a curse. Um, (laughs) No, but you know, the situation is that what we're looking at right now is people are reinventing themselves. And because of what we have been through, no one is noticing as they change and morph, because we're all worried about something else. And people are turning into something that I think is phenomenal. I, I had somebody come up to me, um, in Daytona beach this weekend when I came off stage and he looked at me and said, I wish I had talked to you a year and a half ago. He said, because I never realized that getting into my own skin and being afraid of myself was a process that I could back out of.
0: Wow.
1: And I said, yes, it is. And I said, you have put yourself in a position where you're, you were afraid to grow your own business because of the pandemic. And I said, now you realize there's so many opportunities out there. And I said, the good news is the people that are willing to work, the people that are willing to go out there and be something different, they're willing to commit. You just have to commit to them. That's my whole theory.
0: I like that. Yeah. So when you go and you speak, are you speaking to just corporations or are you speaking to associations? I know that there's a lot of people that are listening right now that are like, where is he speaking next? And where can I go see him? And yep. where can I meet him in person?
1: Sure. And I can tell you, I do private events. I don't, I have not done any marketed big events where they sell tickets. I don't hold my own events. Um, this weekend was for a group of business owners that were brought together. And I worked for them. I did two nights um, a couple of weeks ago. It was an association And a week before that, it was a corporation. It's going to be some kind of an organization or business entities are mostly where I speak. Um, I also, by the way, I think, you know, I'm also an entertainer. So I will do anything uh, with with any audience. I love to get on stage and entertain, but mostly it's private audiences.
0: And are you also mentoring people as uh, individually?
1: You know, <laughs> I yeah. always say it. I am the reluctant coach, the reluctant consultant. <laughs> I never really wanted to be a consultant or a coach, as I always and I'm honest. I I I closed my law firm because I didn't want to have any clients, but <laughs> I found out it's a little more fun to actually help people grow than being a lawyer. So I all of a sudden find myself as a coach and consultant. And working with some CEOs and uh, working with, actually, I work with some politicians. But I found that it's kind of a refreshing way to work because it's not like law. But I have to laugh. I always say I'm the reluctant consultant. I never saw myself being a consultant. I thought I was just going to be on stage talking and cheering people up and making them feel good. And uh, no, it's grown into something new and different. It's exciting.
0: Oh my God! I hope that one day that you and I are sharing a stage because oh, it would be amazing with the messages that you and I convey and the humor. Forget about it. I, I well, would I, tell everybody to bring the pens.
1: Where? Yeah, I, was gonna the say, pens. I, I think we'd have to put gorilla glue on the floor to keep them on their <laughs> going out of their shoes. Um, (laughs) I think we would drive them nuts.
0: (laughs) It's true. But you know what I love about you, Joe, is as I feel when I get on stage, it's my home. People say, aren't you nervous? I'm like, I'm not because it's my message. Yep. I didn't have to Uh, practice or rehearse. It's my message. And that's what I love about you is you're real raw and relatable.
1: Yeah, I'm me. I am me, whether I'm sitting in this chair talking to you, or if I'm on stage or I'm walking into a grocery store, I'm me. I don't change for anybody. Um, I learned a long time ago, I don't do other people well. Mm -hmm. I have to do me. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun just being comfortable enough to go, I'm me, get over it if you don't like it.
0: I like that. And isn't your wife a judge?
1: Yes, she is. And it's funny when you said about being happy, on stage, um, the running joke in our family is that my wife got elected judge uh, 12 years ago, and I tell people if I knew she was going to be that happy as a judge, I would have bought her a black robe on our wedding day. <laughs> people always say to her, "What would you have bought, Joe?" and she said, "A microphone."
0: <laughs> you know,
1: I mean, it, it's uh, you know, I I I just I'm sitting here, I'm next to a microphone, I'm a happy boy. <laughs>
0: yes and, and and you reflect it, and you are you are a man that I want everybody to follow. I want oh, them to realize you. that your words have so much power because they're it's so down to earth. Thank you and I love that about you
1: it, It's you know my message, my talks, everything I do, it's my experience that got me here, and I'm convinced that I got here with the learning a lot of lessons and if I'm not sharing them with people, I'm wasting my time. That's mm-hmm. how I feel. Um,
0: I like it. So you you've shared some tips about the fear. Mm-hmm. Let's give them one more tip. What else would you give them that are sitting home go- and saying, "All right, I I got it, I got it, I understand." And they have to you know cultivate in their mind about the fear. What else? Even one more gold nugget.
1: Sure. Um, The simple thing to remember is, just like I said, when you balance that fear against what you really want, that has to happen initially to make the decision to get moving. But once you have that decision made, once you have a mentor and once you're willing to take it a step at a time, you have to remind yourself every minute of every day why you are on that trajectory. The moment you forget why you're doing it, the moment you forget your purpose, the moment you forget, the moment you forget your dream, the moment you forget your goals Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is the moment it will all collapse Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because, so I tell people, you know, it's a personal thing where you've got to remind yourself. So whatever you have to do to wake up and look in the mirror and say, this is why I'm doing it today. So I I always say to people, just because you made a decision a year ago, a month ago, a week ago, or yesterday, that decision is one you have to remind yourself of every single moment. So I, I tell people to do that. And I'll also add one more thing, which is you have to learn to trust yourself. You have to believe in who you are. And you have to get past the concept of, I can't do this. Mm. You can you put your mind to it, you're going to do it. And you've got to be comfortable in your own skin. Stop listening to those outside voices that say, can't, don't, you know, I, I always tell people, you know, my mother always said your character speaks so loudly that I can't hear what you're saying. It was the old quote. I guess it was Emerson, but the reality of that is your character is something you have learned to handle. And some people have told you your character might be a negative character flaw, or this might be a negative thing in your character. I challenge you to listen to the voice in your head and look at that character flaw and find the positive in it. Because sometimes what people told you was a negative, what people told you you're doing wrong, what people told you, it's from their perspective. Figure out who you are and make, it work for yourself and turn that negative into a positive and let it drive you. And by example, you know, someone might say someone's selfish or greedy. Okay. You know, take a look at that and go, yeah, I'm greedy. I'm selfish. I want money. Having money and wanting money is not the same thing as loving money. Mm. Just because you want to earn money, because you want to make a living, because you want to have great things around you. That doesn't make you selfish and greedy, but to someone else, it might. So I always use that example and say, be willing to look at the person and say, thank you for your opinion. I have my own. Mm -hmm. I will succeed. And that's what you've got to be willing to do.
0: I love that. Thank you so much, Joe. You've really given people, um, you you gave them their pants back so they could sit in their own seats. I've never said that before, but I kind of like it.
1: It's an interesting phrase. I'm, yes. I'm gonna write that out. We'll run with that one.
0: But okay. And now I just want you to go ahead and I want you to share some of the gold nuggets because I want everyone to get your book. Okay. So let's talk about that for a little bit. And then I'm going to ask you to give your contact information and then we're going to close out.
1: Okay. Um, well, I, let me tell you, I've written three books. Getting to Us, Discover the Ability to Lead Your Team to Any Result You Desire is a book about creating a unifying vision. It goes through the process of creating your vision, making it big enough for everyone to wanna be a part of, being comfortable in your own skin as you lead your people, and then being able to communicate the vision and make it roll out. Uh, The second book is What's Your Freaking Point? What's Your Freaking Point is my book on communication skills um, and That book is written to help people understand how to better communicate from the perspective of a trial lawyer and how I communicated to juries and the whole process of being understood. And then the last book I wrote is called Don't Be a Hamster. And that is a fun little book with cartoons that has basically 30 tips to spark the imagination of busy people. And I think those three together are I wrote them because it's what guided me through my life. It's what's guided me through my career. And I love sharing the information in it. Um, and that's what I wrote. So I
0: love it. How do people get in touch with you, Joe?
1: Okay. Uh, let me tell you. Um, first of all, they can go to my website, www.joecursillo.com. But nobody can spell Cursillo. Even if I say C-U-R-C-I-L-L-O, people don't spell it. So the easiest thing people can do, if you text shark to the number 66866 shark to 66866 you will get back a link and you go and sign up on my newsletter and you'll get the first four chapters of getting to us as my free gift for listening to this show and for hearing us talk today Um, and the email sends you the free copy of pdf download of the first four chapters of the book and they are great four chapters and i think those four chapters in and of themselves really will help people figure out their own vision and their own goals. So I want to give that to people for listening today. And then you'll have my contact information because it'll all be sent to you.
0: I love that. And everybody, all of Joe's information is below on this podcast in the descriptions. And I encourage you to go ahead and text some shark because this man really does have, he has the heart to help, but he doesn't want to drag you. So you got to be willing and you got to be able to, go up on those high beams and not be scared
1: anymore no, i don't i don't believe anybody should be pushed into anything pushing people is bad pushing people,
0: people forcing people
1: I pe- people have to make that decision and i want to be here when they make it
0: yeah i love that i love that thank you so so much joe any last words of encouragement before we say goodbye
1: you know i'm just going to say to people that i think they need to just simply Comfortable with who you are, figure out what it is you want. Don't be influenced by anybody else, and then just go rock the world. Thanks, Joe. Final statement. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Everybody go rock your world. Say goodbye, Joe.
1: Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for listening today.
0: Thank you, everybody. Well, that's a wrap, everybody. Thank you for joining me, Lindy Eldridge, and my guest on this episode of I'm Crazy, but you can't lock me up. Please download, share, and follow me. And I promise your next episode is going to be just as inspiring as this one. Take care. Bye-bye for now.